Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Star Wars Rank. Me and a guest ranking things in Star Wars, and we just crossed the 100 mark. Thanks to everyone who listened to the 100th episode, which was the best Luke Skywalker moments. We've been going Going big, Palpatine, Leia, Vader, Finn, and a lot of character ones and ranking all their best moments and more of those to come. And yes, there's some big characters we haven't got to yet. And some back in the day, don't forget, we did Chewbacca a long time ago. Uh, go dig that one up there. But also, one of the reasons I love doing Star Wars Ranked is not just the big things, but it's bringing on a, a cool guest and kind of getting a bit silly and looking at Star Wars in a little bit of a different way. So please welcome. He is a producer and host. Uh, he is uh, going to tell you all about his podcast that he wants you to hear. It's Billy Patterson. Hello, Billy. 
Oh, so happy to be back. It's been a while since yeah. I've got to talk Star Wars, not just with you, but just kind of in general. And so uh, coming up with today's list was a fun little be like, oh, yeah, I love Star Wars. Yeah, I was going to say, was that, is that slightly intentional that you're just not talking about it? You know, it's it's I think just, you know, once the lockdown hit and and this was back in March and then Rise of Skywalker came out and, you know, just the the conversations were still kind of not ones I wanted to be a part of and and then life yeah. happened and a baby happened and you know that's true I guess we should talk about uh, that as best you can congratulations you and your wife welcome oh, thank you uh, a daughter into this world uh, and uh, that's uh, something I can't even comprehend and and uh, the questions of how to uh, introduce her to Star Wars will soon be answered by you, I guess. It's something I asked the doctor, you know, the first couple days of birth. And, you know, she told me that I was not fit to be a parent. So <laughs> I'll get back to you. Uh, but she does have a lot of cute Star Wars onesies. And I have at least five or six different Star Wars onesies. Yeah. So I'm subliminally starting her on the path. That's good. That's good. Let's talk about also the shows you got going on and reboot it. Is one of the things we want to talk about today, right? You, Ed Greer, Ron Swallow, who I used to stand up with way back in the day. Producer Bill, tell me about what's going on with you. Rebooted season three, baby. We are back. We are better than ever. We're taking franchises that probably shouldn't even be rebooted, uh, but Mm. you know they're going to. It's Hollywood. It's going to happen. And we are the four studio executives who figure out, okay, if if you're going to do Back to the Future, how do you reboot Back to the Future? We have a ton of episodes. We did the Skywalker saga. Mm. uh, back in the day and me and Ed got into a big argument uh, about it. <laughs> but this season we've already done Ninja Turtles. We've already done the flash. Uh, we did twilight and coming up, we got Zorro. We have uh, Disney Pixar, a live version of cars. Anything goes on the show. I- I'm very proud of it. I'm very excited. Season three that we're back. Cars, a live version of cars. Is that just like uh, Larry the Cable Guy dressed in a car suit? <laughs> you know what's so funny is that was the one that ever, that they were like, I don't want to do this. It's going to be dumb. And it ended up being one of our best pitches. So you never know with that show. Sometimes you just have to let the silly ideas take over. And that's where the gold comes from. I couldn't agree more because we got, I you know, potentially silly idea here. But uh, what we're going in today is I don't even... I always, sometimes I don't know what I'm going to title the Star Wars ranked episodes until I'm done. So I sometimes stumble through what I'm going to call them. But this is the Star Wars podcast YouTube shows we want to hear or see. That's a long title. I'm going to cut it down, people. Don't worry. You got to edit. Well, what what this is, this is, we've done this before, like Netflix shows, but kind of in-universe stuff. This is podcasts or YouTube channels or shows that are in universe as if the holo net or the hollow net, if you will. And star Wars had this kind of entertainment, a digital media side of a probably very digital world. So that's a long explanation, Billy, but a potential silly topic that you and I looking at our list here, we took very seriously. I took it way too seriously. And there were about four shows that I thought of, uh, in the uh, while sitting on the toilet about three hours later that I was very upset that I didn't think of at the time. Well, you can always toss them in honorable mentions. I, uh, I, I don't have a lot of honorable mentions today. What I, what I, what I chose is kind of, I didn't leave anything on off the table here. Uh, this is fun because when you come up with these type of topics, you can kind of like you even said with the reboot, it just, you know, kind of embrace the silliness. 
And, you know, we love doing the serious things. Joseph and I love doing the deep themes. But don't forget, this is also the podcast feed that gave you Databank Brawl, where, you know, Sia Bibble dies at the hands of a gonk droid, or actually more specifically, the feet of a gonk droid. We love having a little silly time. And the idea of this being, look, podcasts are huge. They're huge in the Star Wars world, the the fandom world. Uh, uh, You and I, basically, Billy, we only have careers now because of this digital media world. So it just makes sense that we could turn that eye to Star Wars. And I figured you're a perfect guest for it because you know this realm well. Absolutely. And I think I've, I've taken some some jabs at uh, maybe some of our colleagues and even some of the projects I've worked on. It's all in fun. Same. It's all in jest. Same. Same. <laughs> Absolutely. I love this world. All right. That's it. Enough talking. Let's dive in. We're going to go five to one. We will also have some honorable mentions. And mostly, I think Billy's just burst into seams with ideas. He's, he is a producer. Billy Business. He's a producer. That's what he does. I just sat on a couch answering uh, TV fights, uh, you know, fan interactions. Billy's an actual producer here. Uh, let's get to uh, your number five, Billy Business. So, you know, look, in the YouTube space, if movies exist in Star Wars, which we know they do, they're called hollow vids. There's a great non-canon story about Han Solo kind of starting some uprising or some cult or religion because he screened a movie on some weird planet. There's some weird Star Wars stuff out there, guys, if you didn't already know. Uh, there's some really weird Star Wars stuff. But if movies exist in yeah. Star Wars, that means we must turn it into a sport. Mm. And there must be mm. trivia. So... My number five is the Holovid Trivia Slimo Down, uh, part of the Slimo's Node Network. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that what this is hosted by uh, Foden Bede, who's the uh, Greg Proops uh, yeah. two-headed announcer. Uh, I mm-hmm. definitely think that that captures the essence of our of our friends Christian and Mark Ellis um, <laughs> from this galaxy far, far away, but. You have challengers coming in to compete on the Holovid cinematic history. We're talking classics all the way from the Wizard of Octo, Bridge Over the River Camino, all the way to current classics such as uh, Anakin Skywalker's favorite movie, Mother. Uh, trivia <laughs> all from out the history of Holovid uh, mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the storied history of film. Because you have to think, the one thing in Star Wars that they don't get into too much, mm-hmm. we know they're into sports. They do like yeah. the pod racing. But we never see anyone be like, did you watch that thing on the Holovid Network last night? Did you watch that movie? So I think this is a group of dedicated Star Wars Holovid watchers, and they're competing in trivia contests uh, for for some medals. Except Chewbacca, he doesn't get one. It does not get a medal. Does not no. get. This is great. First, I love it. I, you know, the Slim Slimo down and the Slimo uh, Nose Network is just. Uh, it's it's close to my heart, and I do want to see. I don't necessarily need it focused on in Star Wars, but we we know there's mentions of it. There's Hollow Vid news, and there's even like reporters in the Poe Dameron comic. There's like a reporter turned resistance fighter, that kind of thing, and uh, music. We know of music. Uh, a, a solo, uh, uh, Lulio Primak, uh, you know, was a was a crooner hired, and and so we know entertainment exists, but they don't really go into movies too much, like you said, the whole of it. So I I I would love to explore this in some way, and and Foods and Bead, man, that is a, that is a, those are great hosts. Yeah, I, I I see this as you know a lot of times. Look, there's probably a lot of downtime in the rebellion 
or right. you know, in the in the New Republic, you're just kind of sitting around. You're you're watching some stuff. Leia's strategizing over here, and Han Solo's doing missions over there. Like you're probably just watching a couple movies while you're on the Falcon, waiting to get to wherever you're going. So you've accumulated this knowledge, and I think it's a it's a show where you can hologram in you know kind of like a uh, you can right. skype in and uh yeah this is this is my number five i want to see holovid trivia i want to know who in the star wars universe knows the most about entertainment i know who can fight the best yeah i could even say who would seduce a lady the best but i don't know who knows holovids the best do you have any potential top competitors or champion in mind uh one comes to mind for me i want to know do you have any well, I okay, here's the thing. The one part where I do think it would be we we'd have to come up with some ground rules because if say Kylo Ren can root around in your mind, he's going to know what the answer is by cheating. I think Siths and Jedi's maybe have to be disqualified from being able to compete. That's fair. That's fair. Um, that being said, you know, mm-hmm. I think um I feel like Finn would be a character that probably knows a lot about movies because in his downtime, I could just see him watching a lot of movies and being that guy's like, Hey, remember that movie, that Holovid where uh, that guy did that, that, you know, Mm. I could see it in the first order, especially where he wasn't, you know, he was trained. He's a stormtrooper. He's a, you know, working some custodial jobs too on Starkiller base. And he's just got a little more downtime and his, his uh, heart and soul is in the stars and he's, and he's dreaming through movies. I could see that. I see that. I um I feel as though the actual champion, though, as we learned from even in the real world, you know, when you think you have a champion, a sure thing, eventually they'll get upset. But Beaumont Kin from mm. Skywalker, you know, uh, cloning dark secrets or secrets only the Sith knew. Like this dark side, <laughs> this, this is the guy. He is an um actually guy. He's the one that is built for the uh, movie or Holovid trivia Shlemo down. I think he might be the Dan Merle of Holovid trivia. I think he just comes in, he plays the game and he gets out. No gimmicks, no BS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is perfect. Uh, so yeah, that I'll, I'll go with him. I'll go, go with him as my, my champion. This is great. A great start to the list. The Holovid trivia Shlemo down uh, all eras, right? You, you could just, uh, I see it in the current time period with uh Finn, like you said, and Beaumont Ken, but uh, you know, this could have been something that been, been around in the, uh, Oh, like, I'm sure, I'm sure Sio Bibble competed in the, the early, early days of the, of the Slimo down. I could see him knowing, I could see him knowing some stuff. <laughs> the outlaw uh, Sio Bibble. <laughs> that's it's, it's outrageous. That's not a five point question. <laughs> Even after all these times. Yes. I love that. I love that. All right, we're uh, going from your number five to my number five here. Look, uh, if, if you listen to me, not just here in Force Center, but on the Knapsack Files or the Afternoons, you know I am an ASMR fan. I use it to fall asleep. I've really used it my whole life before I knew what it was, and people can poke fun of it or not fully understand what it is. Me and Daniel Radford, uh, we're, we're, we're tied on ASMR. We, we know that. I don't know where you stand on it, Billy, but I use it literally to relax and often fall asleep. So, I would need something like this in the Star Wars universe. So whatever our version of YouTube is in space on the holovid, holotube, if you will, we absolutely need Thrawn SMR because of all the characters out there. Grand Admiral Thrawn is there to lull you to sleep with a relaxing, smooth talking vibe. He'll talk about strategy and art. And let me tell you about Harrison Dula. Oh, I'll know how to defeat her in battle. And 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 I think I think five minutes of that, 
Uh, I'm already kind of asleep because of Thrawn. Now, when it's concentrated, I think I'll be out. I just want to hear Thrawn actually reading to me, book on tape style, the Thrawn books, so I can hear 25 minutes or 10 pages worth of just how he would turn the ship to be strategic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, look, I... He is, he's, he's a smooth operator. You don't get that far in your career if you don't have a voice that kind of seduces and mesmerizes. Yeah, and look, I, when, it turn, when it comes to actual real-world ASMR, I enjoy the sounds of a haircut or a rain or a crinkly plastic paper. So Thrawn can throw in that too. But if you use, if anyone out there uses like the Calm app, he's perfect for it. Uh, and, and look, Mars, uh, was it Mar- Mar- Lars, not Mars, not I was thinking of Mick Mars from Motley Crue. <laughs> Lars, Lars. Very, very different ASMR. I don't think any of us are equipped to handle that. I just covered a lot of ground all over the galaxy in one year. Lars uh, 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 Mickelson, uh, Mad's brother, is uh, the one who voices him on Rebels. So, you know, I think he's I think he's perfect. I think he's built for it. Just, hello, I'm Grand Thrawn, and I'm here to tell you a story until you fall asleep. Uh, I think it could work. I Wrong can definitely see him doing one of those. Yeah. Like you said, the calm app, like those, if you yeah. did like a meditation uh, one where it's just like, I only want you to picture counting, you know? Yeah. 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 Or you just, it, it's an interactive a hollow vid thing where you say something, you're like, ah, uh, you know, here's what I, I, um, here's what I think we should do. We should go down to the market. It'd be like, I already went to the market. I scouted it out. I got everything that I already knew you wanted because I saw a painting in your apartment. You're asleep. And you're out. Thrawn SMR. I also just want to hear Thrawn have to say, like and subscribe. <laughs> Ring that bell so that you never miss a video. Thank you. Go to my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Thrawn SMR. I love it. I, I'm a I'm a Patreon member right now. <laughs> Sign up. Signing up. Sign up and get bonus content. So that is my number five, Thrawn SMR. I knew I needed something with ASMR on the list. That is my choice, and I stand by it there. So, Billy, what is your number four? My number four, I guess, you know, if I had to have one serious show on here, this would probably be it. I'm very much into kind of the true crime podcast, true crime shows. I'm I'm obsessed right now with the Vow on HBO about the Nexium cult. I find all that fascinating. So, which, which by the way, has a Star Wars connection with Bonnie. It Piazza. does. It yeah. does. I was shocked. I was, Aunt Baru, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? But she had the sense to get out. Good yeah. job, Baru. I like it. Didn't have the good sense to get out of the hut before they burned her to death, but she got, got out of Nexium. Second best thing. Um, okay. So in this world of Star Wars, I think, you know, what is kind of in a deep investigative kind of serial type podcast? So I think uh, Anora Fair, who's a journalist that we know from from Tarkin, I think at some point in her career before spoilers, uh, she dies. uh, I think that she would have done or would do The Lost 20, a Holonet News special podcast. And I think this would be a serial type podcast. Of course. And I think she goes deep in depth to find out about the lost 20 Jedi. I think it's something very interesting about Attack of the Clones that there's some deleted scenes that maybe shed a pinch more light on it. But it's like it's a really cool concept that I feel like, you know, maybe there's been stuff that I just haven't kept up on that that goes deeper into it. But it's a concept that I'm really interested in. Especially now, like I said, being really into the vow, it kind of makes me 
think yeah. like, wow, I wonder if someone who's not a Jedi, who's yeah. not, is just a reporter, is reporting on this, like, this Jedi, oh, it almost feels like a cult in some ways. Like, yeah, right. when you look back at the prequels, like, the Jedi are not always, like, the the greatest group to be associated with. They do some things that I, I don't agree with. And I think later on Yoda would probably say he wouldn't agree with younger Yoda mm-hmm. about the way some things happen. So to get an in-depth documentary about the, the lost 20 who left, but have it kind of be a bigger thesis on who are these Jedi that are supposed to be our protectors? We don't vote them in. They're just there. And they do a lot of things that we have no say over. And I think it would be this investigative uh, Mm. with interviews of, you know, I think you would go to Count Dooku. You would try to track down some of these 20 to talk to them. I think some of the council members anonymously would maybe contribute to this. But I see this as like a 10 part in-depth documentary. It's it's around the Lost 20, but a bigger indictment of the Jedi Council. I love this. This is a great idea. Nora Farrah, I, 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 you jog my memory on her. Yeah, Tarkin novel, which came out in 2014. It's been a while. Nora Farrah was a journalist and a skilled filmmaker. So there yes. you go. Her and Haska, Haska, what's the guy's name? I remember that name. Haska Taff, I believe, something like that. Um, they, uh, they're characters in the book. Yeah, then they make uh, they make this film uh, depicting t- uh, raids against the Empire. So yeah, this is great. I can see it. I can hear it more importantly. You know, we... Go searching for the lost 20. This is a, uh, a Nora Fair production. Yeah, this is uh, this is good. And quite frankly, you could use, I've always said, uh, you could use Disney Plus for this. This is why I've come up with some of the Netflix ideas that are like in canon, in story shows. I'd love a real Star Wars documentary about something in its own universe, you know, as it's, you know, you could just use a character like this. I think it's also like a cool way to kind of tie in some aspects of like deeper kind of still canon, but lore. Like, I think this would be a great place to like, imagine if someone outside of the Jedi council kind of found out like the whole kind of, in my opinion, tragedy of Sifo Diaz and yeah. what, what they did with him and how they handled him. Like I almost get like that Scientology going clear, kind of feeling when I think of Sifo Diaz. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and look, that could be, you know, chapter eight, the, the, you know, to, to Camino, he goes the journey <laughs> of Sifo Diaz. Yeah. Uh, the unknown journey of Sifo Diaz. Um, and, you know, and again, I know, you know, not necessarily the last 20, but and this is, uh, this is spectacular. This is a great idea. You're a producer guy. Let's make this happen. Let's put this I was just thinking, I was like, oh, I should just write this and just do it. Like for, for, forget this whole, like, Oh, this would be fun in universe. I'm like, I should just do this right now. <laughs> Someone listening. If you're thinking of stealing it, we will come for you. Which is like, we'll hold up in court. Uh, great idea. I love this. Uh, the great title to uh, the lost 20, a hollow net news podcast. Nora Fair, great pull, Billy. Great pull for your number four. Uh, we're going to go to my number four. And I'm going, this is uh, sticking with kind of a hollow tube kind of show, not yet to the podcast realm for me. I'm going back to, dare I say, the early or the second phase of the, the YouTube explosion there. Uh, I'm going to like the vlog, the classic vlog, which is still very much in, 
in use and play and popular, but I kind of, you know, I remember back in the day, you know, used to watch Grace Helbig and, and Jenna Marbles before some of that went a little bit wonky. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I know a lot of them are still doing it and you'll still check in. But back in the day, it was like a daily thing. Like, oh, I, I want to, you know, I'm going to get hazed by Grace Helbig. Let's do it. You've been hazed. Like, I want that type of vibe, but I'm calling this the handmaiden vlog. Uh, this is a daily vlog by all of the handmaidens. Maybe Padme makes an appearance. Like, you know, she lets her hair down to kind of have some fun when Panak is not looking. But after we spent so much time with the handmaidens uh, and, and all the different things they bring to that job and who they are and who they are as individuals, this vlog could be something as simple as, hey, here's our fashion for the day. Here's our look of the day to, hey, you want to come train to fight with us? Or, oh my gosh, we just, uh, you know, Sabe was the queen and just got to talk to the uh, chancellor and here's some gossip. Like this could go a lot of different directions, but I think you would want to tune in on a daily basis to see, you know, which handmaiden had an adventure and what they're talking about. And you'd follow along, you pulled into the storylines, you'd root for them when they got finally got picked up by a hollow vid network to make an actual show. And then it didn't work out, gets canceled after three episodes, but you still, you're in their corner. You're in there. You're in there. You're on their journey. Uh, and that's what a vlog does so well. Yeah. Like, I can almost see this being spun off some, some executive buying it and turning it into, you know, like uh, keeping up with the Kardashians, but it's just all handmaidens, you know, uh, very much a, a reality. Look, the handmaidens, mm -hmm. they don't get any credit for just how badass they are because essentially they are, they are secret service plus a geisha plus yeah. Alfred, you know, <laughs> like all in one. So it's like, Oh, Hey, could you like get my laundry? Uh, make sure that my gown is all laid out and also dress up as me and take a bullet for me yeah. uh, while you're at it. Like, I love the idea of really putting the spotlight on them and, seeing kind of the galaxy from their point of view. It'd be great at, you know, Queen's Peril and, and Queen's Shadow, those two great books by E.K. Johnston, just really, we got, we got to spend time with them and see who they are as individuals and see who they are as a unit. And I think, and they got great personalities and great spirit and they got a lot to say. So this is what I want. And then, yeah, you know, like a next uh, generation and when, when some, you know, work out and, uh, you know, work out of the system and some others work in, you, you could bring in some of the new Corday, you know, before uh, her untimely passing could be there. Like you, you, this could be endless. Like you said, you know, not, it could be a keeping with, up with the handmaidens that goes 20 seasons, you know? Yeah. I, I, I'm all about this. I think, I think this is the one that I would, I would like kind of reluctantly subscribe to because I didn't know if my friends would be like, you watch The Handmaid Show, but I right. would just be all about it. And I'd probably set up a fan Twitter account. Absolutely. <laughs> Handmaiden, uh, Handmaiden fans official. Uh, yeah. I'll lead the club. Yeah, that's good. So that's my number four, The Handmaiden Daily Vlog, uh, which means we're up to your number three. So I was really trying to think, all right, in this universe, who's our Joe Rogan? Who is that? Who's that podcaster that really just gets the millions? And and sometimes you're you're such a fan, and sometimes you're just like, oh, yeah. so irresponsible. I can't believe you know who yeah. listens to this guy. And it turns out 
there is a Joe Rogan already in the Star Wars universe, and his name is Rail Everos. Um, <laughs> Rail Everos. Rail Everos. I I was trying to. So when I was listening to uh, Master and Apprentice book on tape, uh-huh. no one believed me when I told them. Did you know that there is a, a cowboy ex Jedi who ha- who has sex with people? And they're like, "You're making this up." And I literally queued it up on my Audible app, and I. Was I was like listen to this mm-hmm. um so i think what i love about rail is he just doesn't have time for bs he seems like a guy who just he's a straight shooter i think he sees things differently i mean i joked about the sex thing but honestly that that just goes to show yeah. like he's he's like hey man they never said anything about like physical pleasure they just said attachment he clearly sees things differently than everybody. So I I see this as, as a Joe Rogan type YouTube show, uh, Rails Republic, where he just uh, where he he has guests uh, come on from out the galaxy uh, and he he cuts through the BS of all the politics spewing out of Coruscant. If there's something, you know, I would love to hear Rail kind of just go off on the Trade Federation and how they were not brought to their knees after the events of Phantom Menace and and just have him go on. But then probably five episodes later, he's got Newt Gunray on his show <laughs> and they're talking about, uh, you know, elections and whatnot. I want Rails Republic. And Gunray's just said going, I just wanted peace. I, I just wanted, wanted peace. peace. And then oh, he'd be like, come on, you you know she's annoying. And Rail be like, look, I, I do think she's annoying. I, I am not a fan of Amidala. I think that's the kind of guy he would be. He would, and then and like two episodes later, There'll be a real like touching, uh, just uh, touching interview with, uh, you know, Shmi Skywalker about uh, I had to give up my son for the greater good. And you get to learn a lot about her and you'd be like, see, this is the show's okay." And then the next episode would be all about the Darth Jar Jar theory. It'd be someone up there going, yeah, no, dude, the Jar Jar Binks is a Sith. This is all being run by a Sith. (laughs) I think that Rael, Rael Rogan would be the one that could actually turn the galaxy's opinion on Jar Jar around. I think he could bring in street clown Jar Jar to the (laughs) studio. That video would go viral on the hollow YouTube. And, and I think it would turn his fortunes around. Yeah. That'd be, uh, is he the one that like brings in, uh, brings in like a Sheev and Sheev smokes a death stick on air. Oh yeah, because you have to. He he's he's like, hey, I'm non I'm nonpartisan. I'm not biased here. I'll bring on Sheev. I'll bring on uh, the Trade Federation. I'll bring on Anakin Skywalker. I'll bring them all on uh, as long as I get a couple million and yeah. can can plug my stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is a this is unfortunately a big win. This is big. This is almost too good not to be uh, something I see on a Disney Plus show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I. I I don't know how Disney would feel about. I, actually, I'm kind of. I don't know how Disney feels about Rail Avaros in general, but they keep using yeah. it. So, yeah, Rail Alvaros. Uh I do, and I do love. I do really love the character. He is so. But uh, I, I read him first. I read Master and Apprentice. It was Dooku uh, Jedi Lost was the first time that I heard that he's really just Tommy Lee Jones uh, and Billy Bob Thornton doing a some kind of Western rancher character. Aren't we all Ken at the end of the day? (laughs) That's right. We are. 
He's Sam Elliott in space. And I love it. Rails Republic. I'm all on board. I would do kind of what I do with Rogan. I don't subscribe. I don't watch. But then a clip comes up and I'm like, I do want to listen to Dan Aykroyd talking about UFOs for 20 minutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I th- I think that's how most of the galaxy would be. I think that's how most of the galaxy is towards Rael now as a person. Like, I don't necessarily want to be stuck on this planet with you, but like, if you're going to get drunk and share a few stories, like I want to hear those. You know? All right. That is a great number three rails Republic. All right. I'm going into the podcast realm, the hollow cast realm, if you will. And this is uh, a, You know, you mentioned true crime, very popular in the podcast world right now. Also, kind of the kind of the paranormal haunted uh, spirit shows, those kind of not just like, you know, I love the I'll I'll watch the ghost adventure shows on Travel Channel and I'll, I'll, I'll laugh along with those. And I enjoy those for what they are. But the podcasts that are like readers you know listeners send in uh, their letters of experiences and the hosts read them and they have guests on and this is a paranormal investigator. Or a, or a ghost hunter for real. Like, I, I dig those too. I, I love, I'm an old uh, uh, AM uh, Coast to Coast uh, uh, guy or Coast to Coast AM, whatever it is. Uh, with, with Art George Nori? George Nori now, but Art Bell back in the day. I'll listen to that all day. I used to listen to it when I worked graveyards at my old job. So I need something like that. And I'm going with, uh, we're sticking on kind of the ghost side. And by the way, probably maybe Sith hauntings, force ghost sightings that people didn't understand. Like, I don't know. Luke was talking to someone. I don't know who he was talking to. Um, this is The Haunted Galaxy with Night Sister Marin. Marin, of course, is in the Fallen Order video game um, on uh, Dathomir. You, you run into her, and um, no, no true spoilers for that game, but um, she factors in, and she's a character in it, and, and a very popular character. I'm a fan of Marin. So uh, I'm going with this, Billy. The Haunted Galaxy. She sits there, and she's very calm. Uh, you know, I know she's got slight almost a uh, earth Russian accent, if you will, uh, which is my heritage. Um, and she's, uh, you know, can just, you know, we've got this story coming in from a planet called Exegol. And they believe that the Sith are there right now. And uh, we are got a story of someone who says there's Sith extremists, a cult out there. Let's listen more to what they have to say. And like, she just goes into it uh, and, and you, and you get the chills listening, you know, while you're cooking. Maybe you're making a blue milk special and you're just, I'll put this on, you know, and uh, you're kind of like, oh, this is freaky stuff. I don't know if I believe it, but there's a haunted Sith ghost. I don't even know if I believe in the Sith. I've heard, I heard a weird theory on Rails Republic that uh, Jar Jar was a Sith. I don't believe that for a second. Uh, That's where I'm going. The Haunted Galaxy with Night Sister Mary. You have to think that there's probably some people in the galaxy who are somewhat force sensitive that don't even, you know, probably don't even know it. And maybe they've seen a force, uh, either a ghost or a vision of some sort. And yeah, you probably would really believe that there's some sort of supernatural ghost or something in the Star Wars galaxy. I think it makes a thousand percent uh, sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I know, you know, Luke... No one else is hearing it. I get it. Run, Luke, run. It's only him. But, you know, at some point... There's some kind of mess up, or at least again, if you're hearing it, or, or you, you know, you 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 go ask uh, someone down the hall. Hey, you know, Commander Skywalker was in his in his uh, room the other day. I absolutely heard him talking to someone. He was asking and answering. Like I don't know what's going on. I think there's a ghost in there. So I think so. 
I think you know the force kind of explains a lot of it, but but you're right. The for a lot of people don't even believe in the force. You know, Han Solo at the beginning was like, "Man, I, I've seen everything in this galaxy. There's there's no force. I, I promise you, there's not." And if you have, if you don't believe in the force, or even yet, you've never even heard of it. At a certain point, if you were born at a certain point in the timeline, I mean, yeah. the force is is akin to you know seeing Carrie. You know, like you see, you see people just who could combust things and, and just break things with their minds. Like it's got to be terrifying, right? Yeah, there's got to be stories, uh, and especially if during this era, if 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 Night Sister Marin is holding uh, this uh, podcast or hosting this podcast, uh, you know, Fallen Order is uh, you know during the reign of the Galactic Empire. If it's people who are like, "Hey, I changed my name, but I definitely know Jedi were real," and they, they, there's something uh, there's something going on. And maybe you have, maybe if the show continues into the the New Republic era, maybe you got a, a Han Solo calling in, going, ah, I didn't, I didn't believe, I didn't believe, but I'll be damned, my wife's one. Uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, now I believe. Like, and, and he and he call in, and and she'd ask him uh, the, the, the pressing questions, and uh, this is what I want. This is what I want. The haunted galaxy. I, I'm I love this. I think. You know, to, to borrow a turn of phrase from another franchise, I feel like horror is the final frontier yeah. that, that Star Wars has. Yeah, they've dipped their toes maybe in like comics and, and a little bit in the in the cartoons. But I want to see Star Wars go full fledged horror for some project. I can dig that, man. I, this would be a great show for Afra to be a guest on too. Afra could be like, oh, God, let me tell you something. Oh, my gosh. Order respect to. I didn't believe it. My dad took me to this place. There's like weird ghost spirits. Oh, she's, she's probably seen a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So there you go. That's my number three, The Haunted Galaxy with Night Sister Marin. And we are up to your number two, Billy. So uh, I, I don't know if people know this, but the backbone of YouTube is unboxing shows uh everyone for some reason if if i buy a toy if i buy something when i see that it's shipped i just have to go on youtube and see if someone's already opened it because that's how impatient i'm becoming Mm -hmm. uh so i think if someone's someone has to do an unboxing show and that's someone i think is jabba and he hosts the collector's hut um because i think jabba First of all, he probably would get a lot of free things coming yeah. to him. Oh, we yeah. also know he's a collector because his favorite piece in his entire collection is Han Solo hanging on his wall. Um, yeah, so right. he, he definitely loves the collectibles. He's definitely an influencer because uh, we've seen him kick off uh, a pod races, which definitely feels like singing the national anthem uh, at a baseball game. Uh, but I think what really I would watch Jabba open things is I love when Jabba, he makes his, oh. Jabba has the best expressions for, I mean, I can't tell if it's excited or irritated. It's sometimes both, but the, oh. Let me set this picture here. You got got him there. You got the snack aquarium with the frogs, and you got a box, and he's got uh, maybe Fortuna, comes up and puts the boxes down. Uh, day one, day one, God, he puts a box down and then salacious B crumbs just kind of spinning around. And then Jabba does this. And he does this. And then he starts opening everything. There we go. There we go. That's the one. Imagine him taking the hot toys 
doll out of the box and he's looking at the sculpting. I I think, I think Jabba could really sell you on, on, on buying that $400 collectible. And I think that's why he would get all the newest, coolest toys in the galaxy. And the collectors also, I would just watch Jabba unbox anything. If he was that excited. You got to imagine when Boba Fett shows up and, 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 Slides on in to the uh, palace there, to the to the throne room there, and uh, Jabba's throne room, and unboxes Solo. You got to imagine that's exactly what Jabba did. <laughs> that's exactly what he did. So I I imagine that sound, and then kind of like uh, from Jurassic Park when Newman gets the can of shaving cream and he does that high pitch giggle and clapping. I think it's a combination of that visual with that sound is the Jabba the collector's hut, the Jabba unboxing show. This is great. And are, do is it like bounty hunters, but it's like toy hunters now? Like they come in and present them with toys. I think so. I think like uh, you know every week, like you know Dengar or someone comes. With a new uh, collector Funko Pop, and he gets yeah. to open it uh, right then and there. And if he if he doesn't like it, you're dead. Like you go he, right through. He just hits the button, and you fall into the Rancor pit. You fall into the Rancor pit. <laughs> That's kind of the. And it's like there's a pause, and all of a sudden, like. And the music kicks back up and next guest comes in. So actually in the special, special editions of Return of the Jedi, instead of a bone, Luke will pick up a bunch of Funko Pops that Jabba has discarded down there. And that's what he'll use to put in his teeth. A bunch of in-universe Funko Pops. Luke's like throwing. He's like, is this me on Dagobah? What's going on? (laughs) It's just a bunch of like Palpatine with different colored robes. What is this exclusive funk? All right, let me throw it. Oh, this is great. Uh, this is again another thing I, I kind of need to have the collector's hut. <laughs> Two T's. Oh man, that's a good one, Billy. You, you're on fire today. You're on fire today. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll, we'll hear that sound effect again. I'm sure. Uh, we got my number two. All right. This is uh, this is not exciting, but I you know now we're at the point, and you you and I know we we this all started. YouTube springs up, podcasts spring up, and this was done in bedrooms and home studios and flip phones or whatever it was back in the day. You know, this was a different time. And then it's grown. It turns into a business with big companies coming in and investing money and doing all this kind of stuff. And you and I end up uh, working jobs for them, you know, like it's cool stuff, but it, it got so big. And then these exclusive original series pop up on uh, YouTube and all that kind of stuff. So we need the Star Wars equivalent of that. And they're always kind of cool. And I, I'm a sucker for them. Like you and McGregor's got the show on Apple TV right now. He's like, he and a bunny on a motorcycle finding things around the world. All right, great. I'm there. I, I'm a big sucker for dining, uh, diners, dive-ins, and drives. Like I, I'm all for it there. So I need that. This is a, a hollow net original travel series. Luke Skywalker and Laura Santeca finding the force Ooh. on their journey. Going around, uh, you know, Luke's already got some stuff, uh, the stuff on Pilio and everything. And and uh, we know he and Lando eventually get involved in, uh, you know, uh, searching for Ochi from Bastoon and all that stuff. But in, in the meantime, we know in canon, Luke and Lor Santeca did some traveling, did some searching, trying to find. And of course, Luke is always, he's probably every episode is like, I'm still looking for that first Jedi temple. I got to find it. I'm going to find it. I just got to get those coordinates and I'm going to find it. Maybe we'll. Maybe we'll find it next week. And then that's that's how you end every episode. I don't know. Something like that. But this is what I want. Luke and Lore finding the force. I, I absolutely love this. Um, I 
first of all, I just want to say, Laura Santeca, what a great way to kick off Force Awakens uh, with that with that Max Van Sydow just yes. quick appearance, but. What a great character. At first, when I when I saw this, I was like, oh, I thought you were going to do Luke and, and Lando because right. what a weird pairing that must have been. Uh, but but I absolutely love this. I love taking it back to the roots of the Force, the roots of Jedi. I can easily see this as like a, you know, a travel channel type show or, you know, YouTube or whatever. But I definitely I definitely love this. I also think <laughs> I think that their personalities would be interesting because I think they would be they would be friends and civil. But I could also see Luke kind of getting on Morrison Tekka's nerves a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like uh, maybe, you know, because Luke has that side to him of, uh, you know, a little bit of still seeking adventure, a little bit of recklessness. You know, he's learned a lot. He's become a Jedi. But. I can see him kind of like, we got to go. We got to go. I, I got to find the first Jedi. Let's move on. Let's go. And Lord just kind of being like, no, no, no. Let me take some notes. Let me measure this. Let me see this. This what this is. Let me ask some locals. Uh, Lore is almost uh, more of a polite Anthony Bourdain. You just, you know, like, no, let's just go sit down and have a bite to, to eat in the village and maybe get to know some people. And Luke's just like, uh, you know. I don't want to say he's Guy Ferrari, but you know he's just kind of like <laughs> Luke just wants to go to Flavortown. That's all he wants to do. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, this is good series. Can we? I need a go picture on this. We'll get it going, Luke. Uh, this is this is the Luke Skywalker content that we need now, right? It's, it's, this is this is what I want out of Disney Plus. I hope someone from Disney's listening because we're giving them gold today. Uh, you know, occasionally I know they they listen just enough to ignore me. So uh, yes, I, I I think uh, I think we might be out of luck, but we'll work we'll work at, we'll get there the hard way. We'll just a grassroots campaign to get these shows greenlit. Uh, so there we go. Um, that's my number two. All right, here's uh, as we always do in Four Sinners uh, Star Wars rank. We take a quick break on the other side. Some honorable mentions and our number one choice for the Star Wars podcast and YouTube shows we want here on Star Wars. Rank. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Four Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at JenniferLanda and on TikTok as JenniferLanda1138. Welcome back to Star Wars Ranked. I'm Kat Napsack, and this is Billy Business. Billy Patterson from the Rebooted Podcast, and he is here today with me ranking the Star Wars podcasts and YouTube channels and shows we want as if it was all real, as if we were living in this Star Wars galaxy and we had these as entertainment choices. We're doing pretty good. We got some Thrawn ASMR. We got uh, Raul Averroes' Republic, Rules uh, Republic. That's the show I want. The last 20 Holodent News podcast. Very serious. The Collector's Hut, which is by far the winner of the day. Uh, yep, Java agrees. Um, we got a lot of stuff uh, here, but we are coming up to our number ones. But before we do, we always like to do honorable mentions. And I got to be honest with the audience. I, I was struggling to really come up with something that wasn't too cheeky or too silly, but something I'd want to see. So there's, there's some options I have. I, I wouldn't mind like a battle bots type of series, uh, with, uh, Rally Keeley on, uh, Vandor. 
Uh, L3 would, pr- uh, you know, protest the show. There's things like that I want. Uh, Dexter's Diner, everything. But, you know, you got some ideas for Dex too, Billy. So I didn't want to step on yours. What are some of your other choices? So, look, I think I think if, if pressed, I could come up with a show for every single character in Star Wars uh, that I definitely would want them to do. Uh, but the ones that I, I think I texted you, I was like, I would love, and I don't know if this would fit for YouTube, but definitely just for regular TV. But I would love if they did Antiques Roadshow, but it's Obi Wan, uh, because one of my favorite scenes is in Obi Wan's hut in A New Hope. He's like, "This is your father's lightsaber. It was an elegant weapon for an elegant time." And I just love the idea of people bringing artifacts from all over the galaxy, and Obi Wan kind of musing on them, but then maybe not even telling you just how important that they actually are to like history, uh, leaving out some key details. No, it's, uh, no. Cause we just did the force center scene by scene on, on Obi-Wan's hotted whole time. I'm watching it and focusing in on that, you know, four minute scene. I'm just like looking around Obi-Wan's hut being like, this dude has collected some stuff, you know, he's, 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 and he's not afraid. And I just want to see Obi-Wan hanging it, you know, like looking like, Nope, little crooked. Nope. Can't go there. Ah, <laughs> uh, this would work better over in this corner. He probably, yeah. And, and look, he's force sensitive, so he probably could touch something and maybe glean a little bit of what, what the history was. I would love it. I think I don't think we got enough older Obi-Wan. We have a lot of young Obi-Wan in his prime. I want senior citizen Obi-Wan. That's that's my choice. Could this be scoop? We got a Star Wars scoop. Could this be what they're doing with the Kenobi series? Just putting actually more makeup on you, McGregor, to make him really look uh, like Obi-Wan before we meet him in Star Wars Rebels even. And that this is, it's just an eight part series about Obi-Wan decorating his hut. I would probably be the only one that was like, yes, this is what I was waiting for. This is what I wanted. I, think I so. already got the emotional conclusion to his story. This is what yeah, I want. I, I think so. I think you and Scrimshaw would be absolutely on board for uh, what's going on there. So. I also, uh, I think, you know, on kind of a similar mindset, you know, Dexter Jester, he's he's probably got a lot of people coming in and out of that diner. And I think that would be that would be the Star Wars equivalent of like, uh, you know, comedians in cars getting coffee or, or, yes. or something like that, where they sit down, they have a meal. Uh, they talk about it's like a one on one interview show, the meal that Dexter himself made for them, uh, kind of a table for three WWE Network kind of vibe to it. Uh, but Dexter just talks to all sorts of people from the guy driving the cloud car on Bespin to maybe Senator Organa himself, you know? Uh, tell me about the cloud car. <laughs> yeah, uh, this, I, I'm, I'm on, I'm on board for anything that brings me more Dexter Jetster. And then lastly, just, you know, I would love to see in the era that we live in today and the way that our commander in chief uh, Mm. spins things, I would love a fireside chat with Palpatine, Emperor (laughs) Palpatine every week where he does kind of a meet the press check in. And I would just honestly, of all the podcasts that I, I feel like, you know, you could, you could make right now today in our world, I would love to hear, the state of the galaxy from the events of a new hope on from the point of view of the emperor's propaganda. Like yeah. what, what did he want you to think was happening during that whole period of time? So this is like, you know, maybe you get, a, you start with him telling Vader, you know, look, we got to that stuff on Jetta. It was a mining disaster. We got to get the word out. I'm going to launch 
uh, this show called Good with Sheev <laughs> It's all good. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think, honestly, like, you think about his really powerful speech uh, in the Senate when he declares himself emperor and it's mm-hmm. now an empire. It's like, imagine that as a weekly podcast. How would he spin you know, the Death Star and what, like, I don't know what they're talking about. We had nothing to do with that. It wasn't that big. It was the size of, you know, a speeder, not a moon. Come on, you know? It, it was a it was a death, uh, not even a star. It was a death comet. Uh, yeah, and, and, and it was a terrorist attack. Yeah, no, I, maybe we call it good, a safe and secure podcast for Shoot Palpatine. <laughs> I love it. I Honestly, I would love to hear Palpatine's propaganda uh, summary of all of Star Wars. I'm on board, not with Palpatine's uh, uh, propaganda, but on board with this show. <laughs> all right, we have reached our number one choices here, and uh, as always, I'm going to go uh, first with my number one so that our guests can close the show with their number one. All right. This is, uh, I'll say, it's relatively a serious idea, but I love it. I'm excited I came up with it. I Again, Billy, how do we get these made? Let's do this. I want to, Lucasfilm, if you're listening, you need to make this a podcast. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll help put it together. We'll get a good team around to do it. All right, swear, swear we will. I'm calling this, but first we drink a debate podcast hosted by Infus Nest and Ray Sloan. Wow, explosive already. It's explosive. So I feel as though these two characters have some strong points of view on the galaxy uh, the, in the current, and this would be set in the Galactic uh, Empire era. And they're on the opposite sides. And I, I'm all Ray Sloan, one of my favorite characters, and I'm fascinated by where she came from and her perspective on the Empire. I do think she is a good hearted villain. I really think she is. And you can get behind her for a reason, and she's inspirational been discussed uh, i wrote about it why we love star wars like i just love ray sloan and and love that she showed up in squadrons and everything and and i don't feel in squadrons it's, it's great i don't feel we get to see spend enough time with her yet and i know the main purpose of that game was not to be a story game uh, but it was great but it was great to have her there um so i want her i want her point of view and i don't know if i need her to switch teams so to speak but i i you know to hear her state where she came from and what she believes and why this is an empire that is uh, one that provides a safe and secure society and when challenged on that, does she stick with it? And what causes her to grow? And what 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 ends up uh, fueling the heart of Ray Sloan in aftermath to make some of the decisions she did make? And I do believe she goes to the unknown regions uh, to to recraft the empire in her image, so to speak. And it doesn't work out. We don't know that whole story yet. On the other side, Billy, you got Infus Ness, a cloud rider uh, who's been handed down this mask and this responsibility from her mother who has felt the oppression of the empire, who has felt that this is not a safe and secure society for everyone. And we got to do something about it. But one of the reasons I love Infus Nest so much, one of the reasons she is so great to me in solo, when she takes off that mask, it is not a, I'm going to fight you or here's, it is a, it's a frustration. It's, it's an exhaustion and uh, that I'm just tired of fighting and I'm tired of needing this mask because people are going to treat me differently if they see me without it, uh, even though it's it's got tradition and, and, and respect within her culture. You know, again, we don't know that story too much either. And hopefully one day we will get to know. Then what's the first thing she says? I, we, I need a drink. I need a drink. And I'm like, I respect this character. I respect this person. Uh, and Aaron Kellerman does a great job with the characters we know. So I want these two people to sit down on a weekly podcast called but first we drink they pour they pour some space whiskey 
and they take some sips and they have an uneasy respect and affinity for each other, despite being really on opposite ends of a lot of things. And they have a discussion that's not always civil, like you and your buddy Ed Greer about Star Wars, not always civil, but it's real and it's honest and it's raw. And it's an hour or more a week of Ray Sloan and Infus Nest talking about the state of the galaxy. Billy, I need this. Yeah, I you look, I, I'm all about debates. Uh, we used to produce a show uh, that had yes, debates. Really. Um, I love, I think this is the more responsible version of Rails. <laughs> yeah. This, this <laughs> sounds a little bit more involved than, uh, than maybe just publicity stunts uh, like my friend Rail. Um, I, I do love, and you know, I wonder if in the galaxy, uh, this galaxy mm-hmm. far, far away a long time ago. Maybe they could actually debate each other, but at the end of the day, do find some differences. I do feel like uh, this. it would be great if somehow they could be like, look, I disagree with every fiber of my being, almost everything you stand for, but I do see that you are, you know, you're strong-minded, you're you're this, you're that, to, to at least bring some civility to it. Maybe it wouldn't always be, but it would be nice if, at least in our in a, in a, in our galaxy far far away, if they could debate better than we can here, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it would be tense. I mean, let's it would be tense. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Emphasis Nest is not going to back down, and Ray Sloan's not going to back down, even though she does go through, I think, some changes, especially in the aftermath, um, in the aftermath story. So I don't know, man. These are two two real fascinating characters that I absolutely love, and I do want to see more of, and I, and I really hope we do some way. And, and it, again, really celebrating the fact that Ray Sloan appeared in, in squadrons and, and I hope that's just the beginning of this character kind of uh, eking out from the pages of books and comics and, and kind of moving to the mainstream. So uh, there you go. Yeah. But first we drink a debate podcast with Emphasis Nest and Ray Sloan. That is my number one choice. Billy, what is your number one Star Wars podcast and or YouTube hollow tube content you want? You know, dating is hard, Ken. Uh Luckily, you and I are in positions where we don't really have to uh, worry about that. Uh, yes, right we are. Now. Yes. Um, Congratulations to on what, three-year wedding anniversary? Three-year wedding anniversary. Ooh. She's put up with me for that long. Um, but, you know, dating can be hard. And I'm sure it's even harder uh, in, in the galaxy uh, of Star Wars because you're not just dealing with human to human. Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of other factors at play. And I feel like you need some sort of a love line call-in show. Uh, mm. Questions mm. about relationships. Questions, uh, quite frankly, uh, about the birds and the bees. Uh, imagine you're you're dating this wonderful uh, this wonderful toy Darian girl, and and she wants to take it to the next level, and you, quite frankly, just don't know where to put it. Uh, you you don't have the same anatomy, uh, and that is why. There is one man in the galaxy who is qualified, and that is Lando Calrissian. And this show is called Power Coupling with Lando Calrissian. Uh, you call in and, and look, he has basically seduced every animal, vegetable and mineral in the Star Wars universe. And he knows he knows how to walk you through not just, you know, problems in the bedroom but problems in relationships oh yeah Uh, you know i think he's such a smooth uh he's such a smooth talker but also he gives really good advice i think of that that scene in uh in rise of skywalker where poe just says how'd you do it and he says oh we we 
did it together. I think that's the kind of advice that you can expect from Lando. But I do think every time that someone calls the show and he mm-hmm. says, well, yeah, you're on with power coupling. What have we here? <laughs> hello. hello. Yeah. Have we here? I think that's how he answers the phone every time. Uh, I, you know, I, I racked my brain to think of who could be his co-host. Um, yeah. But I'll, I'll throw that out to you, Ken. It's a co-host. I, I wonder, so, you know, the lo- the love line thing isn't a it's a different we have to go a different vibe for a co-host because I don't want I don't need the space version of Corolla, uh, <laughs> who's fine. I've met Adam many times at the comedy store. He's all right. I you know I, he says some dumb things, but you know we need we Lando doesn't need that around around. So um, I it could be, gosh, I mean Lobot might just end up being it because he just had the real scientific. You know, Lando would be like, look, I just tell you what, I turn the lights off and I let love find a way. And then Lobot would be like, uh, what you actually need to do is uh, at a 45 degree angle. <laughs> I, I mean, look, if you're trying to uh, if you're trying to hook up with like a hut, you probably need some sort of diagram to even know where to start yeah. to, to pleasure your partner. And I think that's what Lando's all about, like. You mm-hmm. call them the prettiest hut on the block. You buy them some nice, uh, some fresh squids yeah. for the little bowl. And then uh, Lobot here has got a little chart. We'll show you where you, where you go. Lobot, my old buddy. Uh, <laughs> and I definitely want this to be a little older Lando. Like uh, maybe not quite Rise of Skywalker or post Rise of Skywalker Lando. He's got more important things to do with uh, Jana going around the galaxy. Maybe uh, you know finding uh, kids who are uh, separated from families and everything. I, he's got important things. But I think this is this is after Fall of the Empire. And if you re- you read Last Shot, Lando does find a little bit of love, and then we know he has a, eventually has a daughter who the First Order takes. So somewhere in that sweet spot, Billy, you'll find an experienced Lando that's a little less selfish. As as a as a as a partner and a little less you know aggressive as he was with Leia, but he's still that smooth talker and he still knows how to get it get the point across. And then you got Lobot, just kind of you know there to rein him in. I was trying to think of a female perspective, but I don't know if any female wants to do this show. To be quite honest with I, you, I think I mean, I mean Afra would going again to Afra. Afra would have a lot to say. Uh, and she and is a doctor. She's a doctor. She'd bring in a different perspective. Um, but uh, I, I think it's it's almost too similar. Well, different. She has different energy than Lando, but but it's almost too similar of, of a vibe or experience, if you will, uh, experience levels. I don't know that. We'll have, we'll have fans tweeted in. I'm still standing by Lobot just because he, you know, he works so well with Lando. Wedge Wedge would be funny later era wedge after he's, you know, with Nora Wexley, but he's just kind of the stuffy substitute teacher, bank accountant, uh, bank manager, dad, like, Oh, well, I don't know. I just t- take her out for a sensible dinner. <laughs> so they just have a sound up of him going, wow, look at the size of that thing. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. So wedge could be, there as well maybe he's maybe he's in the booth maybe it's lobot wedge and lando actually you know who would actually be a great female co-host to kind of round out the energy would be rose i think rose uh definitely has more of a romantic kind of side to her i definitely think that she could balance out some of the machismo of maybe a lando that's a great you know rose is a great idea because 
you know, I, for some reason, I'm thinking of like an Allison Rosen, uh, who, who still has, uh, you know, her great, uh, great podcasts going, uh, with Allison Rosen is your best friend on stuff, but you know, years and worked on, on the Corolla show and everything, but like just kind of down to earth, real, um, funny, witty, but it's not going to be afraid to be like Lando, Lando, we do not want that. If you're, <laughs> that's the wrong advice. Uh, as, as we saw with Finn and, and, and standing up to him early on, as someone who she considered a hero in that moment, she stands up to him. You know she can do it. So I like this idea. Lando, I think that's a great crew. Lando, Lobot, and, and Rose. And Rose Tico. What okay. a weird pairing. <laughs> it's the weirdest <laughs> one yet. It might be. Uh, well, we got we uh we got a caller. We got a caller. Hello, what do what do we have here? Oh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna take that one off the air. All right. I want this show. I want all these shows. I really do. As expected, this silly idea. It just was really a lot of fun to roll around in. Oh gosh. So there you go. That's the number one. That's the number one choice is mine is, but first we drink and Billy says power coupling with Lando Calrissian. Oh, that'd be great. If this was done back when he was doing, you know, the Lando Chronicles with the Donald Glover era, Lando Kira would be a great co-host too. She would. I also think that it, that Lando, Ooh, that is a, that is a scandal waiting to happen. Yeah, I think yeah. he, he would be canceled uh, after maybe half an episode. Yeah. All over the holo holo net news. Did you hear what Lando said on power coupling? Oh my god, the galaxy is offended and he's done. So there you go. Uh, but Kira, good. Maybe Kira would host, but she'd be busy running a criminal syndicate. So those are our ch- uh, choices. Uh, oh my gosh, Billy, I can't thank you enough for coming in. I always, I, you know, I just gotta say it publicly. I just. Love talking Star Wars with you. It's always fun off air, on air. I just love uh, just uh, rolling up our sleeves and, and talking about this uh, crazy space world. Uh, so thanks for coming on. You always, uh, you and Force Center, Joseph and Jennifer, you guys always reignite my my flame for a galaxy far, far away. Even when it's, it starts to taper off a bit, I'm like, oh yeah, I really do love this stuff so much. Oh, that's great. That's sweet. That, that, means, that means a lot. We'll talk about that on uh, power coupling. <laughs> love it uh and uh you know before we sign out and uh do all the force center kind of goodbyes uh i really want to highlight what billy is doing uh billy tell them where to find uh your show uh rebooted and, and all the other things you're doing uh please yeah reboot it it's on youtube literally just look up rebooted on youtube and you'll see our ugly mugs there every saturday we're dropping a new episode uh, live premiere. So usually at least one or two of us are in the chat talking about uh, how much we hated each other while filming that episode. Uh, and also it's the final goodbye season of Hot Takes with Billy Biz. Ken, I've had you on every season. I plan mm-hmm. on having you on for one last dance uh, on this go around. But, uh, you know, definitely Ooh. check that out when it comes and, and, and reboot it is something I'm super proud of. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I think you, your fans, maybe uh, we should go check out that Star Wars episode and see how we rewrote the Skywalker saga. Oh, I'll check it out myself too. And yeah, you can go back and find the hot takes one uh, where we did uh, Rogue One and also uh, Temple of Doom, right? We yeah. did. And, and then uh, you and I, I forced you on air to rank Star Wars uh, movies. Uh, uh, this was pre Rise of Skywalker. So someday we'll have to revisit that. 
I'll tell you what, Rise of Skywalker is climbing with a bullet on my personal charts. I just love that movie so much. So, uh, all right, uh, follow Billy uh, Biz. Let him know uh, that you uh, heard him on Force Center. And if you're if you're a new listener, uh, he would appreciate that. Always has some great stuff. Uh, for Force Center, uh, you all know the drill if you're longtime listeners. But you can find us on Twitter, Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Star Wars Rank to join this conversation. Like us on Facebook. We're on Instagram, YouTube as well. We're putting up some news videos, and I know a lot of you want some more video content with our faces, and we're working on some of those things. Bear with us. A lot going on. But you can go over to YouTube, subscribe, and as Thrawn would say, ring that bell so that you never miss a video. And uh, you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash force center. Go to audibletrial.com slash force center. Try an audio book on us. Maybe you want to hear Rel Avras in Master and Apprentice. Do it on us. Support the show and get yourself uh, the uh, true voice of Rel Avras. Oh, yeah. So he's the best Jedi around. Uh, we got merch on tpublic, tpublic.com slash user slash force center. You can follow me at Kednapsock for all my crazy adventures throughout this galaxy. That is it for this week. Star Wars has been Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.